Hey, welcome to that badass podcast. I'm Kaylee, your realistic nutritionist, helping you find the balance between green smoothies and red wine. And I'm Ashley, the creator of Royally Fit, that went from obsessive exercising and calorie counting to living a free, unrestrictive, and badass life. We are here to build a tribe of babe-supporting babes so you can thrive in your fitness, health, and mental wealth. So if you like to keep it real, raw, and controversial, welcome. Let's get started. Boom! Nailed that shit! (laughs) After like 18 tries... Hey guys, Ash here from That Badass Podcast. Just wanted to stop by and say hello before the episode starts today to explain why we are interviewing guests that have experienced breast implant illness. This week, I have a huge campaign going on about breast implant illness because the FDA is sitting down this week for two days straight to talk about the safety of breast implants. And it's amazing because they're going to be also discussing about using real world data and not just the data that has been done by the producers of the breast implants themselves, like the manufacturers. So they're going to be talking about that and then also about the best practices about informing patients and ensuring that we know everything before and during and after our implants. So this is a huge week for us. Everyone that has experienced this is rejoicing. And then on top of that, the reason why this is also a huge week is because it is important by April 3rd, we get a petition signed for the government of Canada to ensure that Health Canada is also following these best practices and making sure that all of these implants are safe for us and that we're properly informed before surgery of the possible side effects. So I want you guys to use the link in our in our show notes. Please check out what our guests are all about. And then also, it would mean the world to me if you could take some time. All it is is like a click away. Whether you're in Canada or an outside Canada resident, you can sign this petition for us to ensure that everyone is getting all the information they need and everything is being properly tested before we put these devices in our body. I just want you to consider that if they have come out in February to say that breast implants can actually cause cancer, all breast implants can cause breast implant associated cancer, that it's almost ignorant to think that it wouldn't cause anything else. And we need proper testing and we need proper and being properly informed before getting these things. So please Head on over to the show notes, maybe even before you listen to today's episode, sign that form, learn what the FDA is going to be talking about for this week for two days straight and more detail. We can't wait for you guys to help us, you know, carry out this campaign because it is super close to my heart. And yeah, it would just mean the world to me. So once again, head on to our show notes, check out the links and yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a big week and we need your help and we need to do this not only for those that have breast implants, but those for that are considering it. So thank you so much. Enjoy today's episode. All right. Welcome back to that badass podcast, everyone. It is Ashley and Kelly here with a really exciting guest today. We are going to be talking to Sia, which as you guys may know her on Instagram, which is at diary of a fit mommy official. And it is going to be a really interesting talk because we're going to be talking about breast implant illness and not just the whole symptoms and what that looked like, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper and go into how it affected you emotionally and in your, and in your life as a social media influencer. So welcome. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to be here. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun conversation. So just in case any of our listeners don't know who you are yet, we just wanted to ask sure. a couple quick um, questions so they can get to know you before we get into the, the nitty gritty. So yeah, yeah just- no problem. Awesome. So let's just start with uh, where are you from? I am from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but I ended up in the Destin, Florida area through military because the man that I married, he was stationed at Eglin Air Force Base. So I was a military wife. Um, however, he actually just retired two years ago. So we're just transplanted here in Florida near the beach, which is a lot better than being from Mississippi. So I, I don't really miss it very much. I love Florida. <laughs> uh, beach weather. So we're oh. in Canada. Yeah, it's really cold. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't imagine. That's wild. I've never been. So There's so much snow on the ground right now. It's insane. Yeah. 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 But I, hey, that's a good workout shoveling the snow, right? Really <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So, um, how long have you been Diary of a Fit Mommy official? Whenever I was pregnant with my son in 2013, feels like ages ago, um, I started like this just little lifestyle, you know, fitness blog as a hobby. I had quit nursing and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I wanted to have something to kind of like pass the time. And so I started my little blog and I called it Diary of Fit Mommy, like just on a whim. I didn't put any, you know, thoughts into it. I didn't know it would be a business. And as I went about, you know, like posting my prenatal workouts, my prenatal recipes, um, I started having followers and I was like, whoa, what's this? You people are following me. This is insane. And people, you know, started asking me, women started asking me for prenatal guides, for postpartum guides, workouts, recipes, um, you name it. And I was like, whoa, you know, I saw a very lucrative career opportunity like unfold you know, before my eyes. So I went and got my certification and, um, I, I was able to finally make workout plans and, and, you know, like supply the demand that these women had. And lo and behold, Diary of a Fit Mommy was born. So it, it was kind of like an accident, but it yeah. was great. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It was meant to <laughs> Yes. So, uh, oh, I was going to go to the next one. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, so speaking of children, you mentioned you have one son. How many children do you I have? Do. I have two. I have a, uh, well, he just turned five two weeks ago. His name's Grayson and I have a two-year-old. She'll be three in May named Everly. So I have two kids and two fur, fur babies. <laughs> yeah. My daughter's yes. three in May as well. Oh, that's wonderful. What day? May 14th. May 13th here. Oh, wow. That's wild. That, that means you had her on Friday the 13th. I did. I did. Yeah. Is that cool? So, yes, it is so cool. I literally You're wanting myself so I can have her on Friday the 13th. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Small, small world. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, coffee or tea? What do you prefer? Oh, well, I'm drinking tea right now, but I've already had a cup of coffee. So definitely both. Okay. But if I had to eliminate one, I would, I would uh, eliminate tea. I'm definitely a coffee girl. Comes first. So. All right. Now, do you prefer to run or to walk? Walk. <laughs> I was, uh, I ran, I, well, I was a sprinter in high school. I don't do long distances. So I would sprint like I did the four by 200 relay. So I'd sprint for 200 yards past the baton onto the next person. And then my, my job was done. Oh, bless you. <laughs> my dog just needs. And uh, my job was done. So I am definitely not a long distance runner. I prefer to walk very like, slowly. <laughs> Um, do you have a favorite quote? I do. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm totally on the spot. Um, 
I think I like the the quote my, that really resonates with me is to design the life that you love. And I don't know where I heard that or who said that, but you know, it was only eight years ago that I was a nurse and I hated it and I was miserable. I chose the wrong career path. And here I was, I went to school, paid my own money, you know, to do this and get certified as an LPN. And I just, I felt stuck. And so whenever I quit, I felt like that was the first, you know, turning point to designing this new life that I live now. So design a life, design a life that you love. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And what would you say your biggest accomplishment is? my kids. Awesome. Raising them. Definitely. They changed my life for the better and they changed my business too. So, well, they're, well, actually they're the reason for my business. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be a fit mommy without them. I love that so much because so many women put this pressure on themselves that like it's career or family. And the fact that you're like, no, my career came from my family. It's right. Amazing. Absolutely. They inspired me. So, and they're, they're, you know, I always get asked, how do I stay motivated, you know, to be fit, you know, or, you know, keep up my fitness and work out and stuff. And it's just so I could keep up my kids. I mean, they're my reason why I keep going, you know, I don't want to be so tired that I can't keep up with them. That's why, you know, that's one of the reasons why I chose to explant because I was stuck in bed all day and I was no longer able to play with them. So my kids are definitely the reason for most of my decisions. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, that's a, an amazing segue into the breast implant illness part. So, um, awesome. you mentioned explant. So why don't we go a little bit before that and then give our listeners, okay. um, you know, a little bit of a brief history on what your symptoms, sure. were like. when did this happen? I know you had your breast implants for six years, I believe. Seven, seven, yeah, seven, uh, uh, well, yeah, October 2011 is when I got them. I had just lost like 45 pounds. It was like really the start of when I found fitness. This was way before kids. Well, a couple years before I had kids. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I was flat. I you know, didn't feel very feminine. And the, my first husband, who's now, of course, my ex-husband, he was like, you know, maybe you should get these and it would spice up our marriage. And I was just like, okay, you know, maybe. I was very vulnerable and insecure. And so I jumped the gun without doing any research because I was 21 and, you know, no one ever thinks to do their research because you're told that they're safe. So why not? Why not try, trust these doctors who hold these, you know, big degrees? And so, yeah, that's why I got it. And it wasn't until a year or two down the road that I actually started feeling different, but I chalked it up to um, getting older um, and by that time, you know, two, three years I had, you know, remarried and I had my first child and I was just tired all the time. And I thought maybe it's hormones. I thought maybe it's just part of being a mom, but then it's, it's like, it, it started, symptoms started stacking and stacking as time went. Um, the fatigue got worse and worse to the point where I reached my breaking point last summer. And it was to the point where I could not work out anymore. My joint pain, I, I literally, I couldn't wear my wedding ring anymore. And I was like, what in the world is going on? And I must have had like six or seven like blood draws, like the CBC, tests for autoimmune markers. I mean, I had every test done, thyroid, um, my hair was falling out. I, I just, I, I was lost and was, the doctors couldn't tell me. Huh? Oh yeah. I mean, I went from being a healthy 29-year-old woman to you know, being in bed for 14 hours a day and not wanting to play with my kids too tired. Um, obviously too tired to get my husband attention. And I just, you know, I fell apart and I was willing to do whatever I took and thank, thank goodness for my followers who told me about breast implant illness. They would comment and 
honestly, in the beginning, I, I kind of dismissed it. I felt like I was being attacked and judged. And, you know, I was like, whatever, you know, because I was a nurse and I like to see facts. I like to see data. And unfortunately, with breast implant illness, there isn't much. Luckily, now there is and it's starting to come to light. But back last year, there wasn't much data on it. But I reached that point to where I started reading the ingredients. I joined the big Facebook group and I started doing my own research. And I was like, whoa. I told my husband, I was like, maybe this is it. And, I, you know, every woman who explants, they take a huge gamble because there's always that chance that they might not improve. But I knew that my life just couldn't get better. So, what, what, what you know, what was I really going to lose by explanting? So... That's exactly the point yeah, I to, and I tell people, I'm just like, you just get to a point where you feel so sick, you're willing to take that risk. Because I had so many yeah. people like, well, what if it doesn't fix it? And I'm like, I'm at that point where I'm willing to take that risk. Like nobody can figure out what's right. going on. So why not? Exactly. And, and it was depressing because you go and you get your blood drawn. You're like, okay, yes, I'm going to get answers. And then there's nothing. So yeah. And then, but then you go join the group and you listen to other women's stories and it's so identical. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, and then of course the ingredients, you can't play. I, I, I went to the doctor who, the doctor who put my breast implants in, I went to him first for consult, which I heard is a big no, no. And it was, it was awful. It was a bad experience. And I asked him, I was like, do you know what the ingredients are? And after this, you know, I learned throughout the group, Nicole's group, I learned what they were. And he said he had no idea. I was like, you are, have got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Isn't it wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 couldn't tell me what it was. He just kept telling me, "Oh, it's just silicone dioxide." I've seen them made in the factory. I was like, "Okay, there, but there's all these, you know, X, Y, and Z heavy metals, formaldehyde, you know, all this other crap." And he's like, "Oh, I have to look that up." Yeah, you should. <laughs> so, kind of your job. <laughs> yeah. So how yeah. Long so you actually felt like bedridden for like how long were you like at that like really desperate point where you were like, "Hey, something is seriously wrong." It was just like maybe three months. It was from about August is where I started to finally like think, like entertain the idea of breast implant illness. So August, September, October. And by October, I had already uh, made my appointment. I had already done my consult, my, you know, initial plastic surgeon. And I decided to cut the, can I say bullshit? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cut the bullshit and go straight to one of the best. So I went to Dr. Chun. So I had already booked my appointment with him in October so it's about three months of feeling really, really down and just not normal. And I, I didn't want to go another day like that. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did that feel like as a social media influencer of health and wellness and fitness when you weren't even feeling your healthiest or fittest at that time? Oh, I felt like such a fraud. Like here I was, I was putting on this, um, you know, healthy uh, facade, I guess, on social media, but behind the scenes, I could barely get out of bed. I mean, I felt like I was lying to my audience. <laughs> you know, here I am, I'm supposed to be the picture of health and lead everyone else to health, but I myself, I was not healthy. But, you know, I didn't give up. I, I kept going and going and trying to find these answers. And then finally, I mean, I had to come to terms with that there are no answers. You just have to do it. You have to take them out and hope for the best. And it, it's, it's really a faith. You have to really go out on a limb. And it was worth it. It was worth it. I, I, I wish that, you know, the option was made more available for women out there. I hope that in time, insurance will start covering these things because it is not cosmetic. So. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I it was one of the best decisions I've made recently. So I got my health back. <laughs> How quickly did you feel the change? Because with Ashley, literally we mm-hmm. worked together. She went and got the exercise. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we worked together, a few days later, it was like a complete yeah. Ashley that I had never seen before. Like her coloring, her, even to like the mm-hmm. bags under her eyes, even just her energy, her voice was completely different within a day. So I'm just curious, mm-hmm. was your turnaround like instant like that? It was, it was. Uh, when I first woke up um, from surgery, I noticed that, and then every woman says this, it sounds maybe cliche by now, but I could breathe better. And it makes, and it, it honestly makes perfect sense because when I had my implants in my hand, I got on a scale and then I got off and then weighed myself without them. They weighed two pounds. So I had literally two pound, you know, implants sitting on my lungs, my heart. And it only makes sense that I could finally take a deep breath. I didn't, I, I guess I forgot what a deep breath felt like. So I just felt lighter. Um, it was just really nice. And then within a few days, my husband, um, he, he noticed that there were changes in my face. Like I took it like a before and after photo. And I remember taking photos like way before just to kind of document to see how bad I actually looked. And then compared to after surgery and the inflammation went down, it was really insane. Because um, I had gone to Maui on vacation a week before my surgery. And looking back on those like bikini photos, I just, I looked like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So everything was just puffy. And now I just feel like my eyes are more open. A lot of women say that their eyes are brighter. I'm not sure if mine are brighter, but I know that they're more open. Like they, I don't feel like they're trying to close. Yeah. I don't know if they're like trying to close on me any like anymore. Cause I used to feel like, you know, they were just teeny tiny, like I couldn't stay awake. So yeah, I, I would say a lot of symptoms were very noticeable. Um, one of the only remaining symptoms that I have is that my hair is still falling out. Not as bad. Um, however, I'm still dealing with hair loss. Then again, I have a lot of hair. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, it gotten to the point where I, I couldn't lift weights. I mentioned before last year. So I stopped lifting weights. It was a joint and muscle pain. And I literally, whenever I got the clear at four weeks post, uh, not postpartum, oh my gosh, post-surgery, <laughs> um, I was able to lift weights again. And I am back doing things like today, I just killed a workout that I haven't been able to do in over a year due to knee pain. So it, it's great. I mean, a lot of things were subtle, but the main things that I saw firsthand uh, right after surgery was, of course, the being able to open my eyes and being able to breathe. So just feeling more alive. And of course the energy, as time goes on, my energy is just back. <laughs> it's oh, wonderful. Amazing. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. 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 It's great. I can come. And I went into this. I- Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I, just- I, I just, I went into this not expecting anything to happen. You know, if it falls, fails, then I can get these foreign objects out and then, then cool, you know, but yeah, I mean, the heel is real. So Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I was just gonna say I can I can totally relate because I I felt like a bit of a fraud myself, and I mm-hmm. didn't want to say anything publicly until I knew it was right. Gone. Yeah, and then so I kept yeah. on these things on the inside, and then I was so afraid people were gonna think I was crazy. Did you ever fear? Mm-hmm. Like, people, I was like, people are gonna think I'm nuts, like that I'm doing this about about, about breast implant illness. Yeah, um, you know, I did, but. I don't know. I, I, I get, it's really odd. Like whenever I put my story out there, I knew that it was very vulnerable, but I wasn't very, wasn't very scared. And, and honestly, the feedback that I've gotten over the last three months has been very positive. Like maybe like 
percent positive. So I had, you know, a few trolls because everyone has those. Right. But, um, no, I, I, my audience really opened me with welcome, you know, arms and it it was just, it was really good. So that's nice to be able to tell my story and not have to omit anything. So yeah, no filters. (laughs) No, I love it. And that's why I was so happy. Somebody had tagged me on your post about it and I was so happy Mm -hmm. Somebody with your kind of influence was talking about it because I was like, this needs to be talked about and this needs to be taken seriously. And it's people like you that are going to make it aware and make a lot of women reconsider whether they A, get breast implants or B, get them taken out. So yeah, I'm really happy that you put yourself out there to be vulnerable and to share that story because God, with like 1.2 million followers, I'm sure that you've affected a lot of women. Well, I've had a lot of women comment and say, oh, you changed my mind or I have been saving up for so long and not, you know, no more. And I've had many DMs of women saying, hey, I've, I've, I think I'm sick too, you know, and they it just, you don't make the connection like the light bulb doesn't really go off until you hear the truth about breast implants. I never once thought it could be my breast implants over the years. Not at all. I thought maybe I, I had hyper, hypothyroidism or maybe... Lyme or, I mean, I don't know, fibromyalgia. I mean, because I was having all these symptoms of all these diseases. I never once thought that these devices that were inserted inside of me that were so, you know, supposedly so safe was making my life a living hell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How did it affect you? Know, you're, sorry, I guess we have a delay. So, oh, you're fine. Know. Yeah, I think so. It's okay. Um, how did it affect your, like your marriage and your parenting, like being a mother and then feeling like this and, and even just, you know, your love life? Like, uh, I think it was a libido killer. <laughs> if I can get a little personal, because yeah. I was tired all the time. I mean, the last thing I wanted to do was have sex or move or work out or cook. So, um, it, it felt like a chore to me, my love life, parenting, everything just kind of fell by the wayside. Um, as far as my kids go, I mean, I was so weak. I I could barely hold my kids, (laughs) you know, I couldn't lift weights anymore. So of course I couldn't hold my kids. I got winded very easily. I didn't, you know, I stopped working out. I stopped doing cardio and lifting, but I just felt, and and you know how that mom guilt is. If you have kids, like I felt like the worst mother in the world. I felt like the worst wife. And, you know, at that point I was like, man, this is not only affecting me, but my family too. And that was another, I guess, like fuel to the fire to get these damn things out. So yeah, I'm glad. So glad I did. And so what has it been like to go through the emotional side of self-acceptance without them? Well, um, I thought that I would cry whenever my husband took the bandages off for my first shower. And I thought that it was just going to be the worst case scenario. But whenever, you know, it was day two and I was allowed to shower, he unwrapped me and looked down and I was just like, oh, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised. Okay. You know, this isn't so bad. This is different, but this is how natural breasts are supposed to look like. You know, I did, it was weird for the longest time not having like that full upper pole, you know, poking up through your bras or, you know, your shirts. But, you know, we, we get so accustomed to seeing all kinds of crap like that on social media that I actually had to unfollow a lot of people and follow more natural bodies to help me with my self-esteem. But um, some days I, I try on like old bras or stuff and I'm like, man, this doesn't fit like the same. But all in all, I think that 
the self the self acceptance level that I've been going through has been pretty high. Um, by taking them out, I'm no longer thinking about other things that I could do to my body, such as liposuction or BLL or the no BBL Brazilian butt lift BBL um, <laughs> nose job. You know, like all these other things that we're plagued with that you see that are so common. I mean, nip tuck is literally so common these days. Um, but I no longer like want to do any of those things. I feel perfectly fine as I am. And I think by removing the implants, it has helped me to set me as I naturally am. So amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and, and another thing. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say, I, I didn't cry yeah. after I had my note, but I cried a lot before. So I actually cried yeah. up to the surgery because I was almost like mourning what life was going to be like without them. Did you experience that at all? I did. <laughs> actually, yeah, I did. I was very anxious prior to the surgery. Uh, even the night before, I was already in California and, you know, I flew my family, my kids, my husband and myself out um, because I wanted them all with me for the surgery. And um, I remember crying the night before telling my husband that Dr. Chun could keep his money because I did not want to do this. I don't know if this is the right thing to do. You know, I haven't had surgery since I put them in. So I was afraid, you know, now I have a family. What if I don't wake up? You know, all these just fears. And so, yeah, but I had uh, one of the ladies, her name's Dee Hicks from the Breast Implant Illness Group. She actually, she's one of the admins and she actually talked me through and yeah, I'm glad I, I'm so glad I went through with it. So, but yeah, I think it's normal to be anxious about it. And a lot of women are anxious prior to getting them removed. And then afterwards, they're like, man, this is just a you know big sigh of relief. So I think that probably the anticipation beforehand is worse than the after effects. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. Um, what is your personal opinion on why people are having a hard time accepting this as an illness? I know in your community, it sounds like you've had a really good response. Um, but mm -hmm. as a society, I think that it hasn't really been accepted yet. Do you, like, do you have any personal opinions on why that is? Probably just a lack of data that's available. You know, they're like, oh, well, there's no data. There's no, and then the studies that they do show, you know, I think it's what was it? The Dow studies where they started dropping women who became sick out of the studies. And most of the studies done are either by Allergan or Mentor. Yeah. So it's nice that the FDA is finally starting to come out with the fact that all breast implants, all breast implants cause cancer. And I think that people are finally starting to be like, oh man, all these chicks aren't crazy. <laughs> you know, whenever that dropped on February 6th, that note to all the surgeons from the FDA people, I mean, women like us, have explanted and going through this, we rejoiced. And I think that it showed a lot of, well, opened a lot of naysayers' eyes whenever they saw that announcement. Because if it comes from the FDA, you know, it's solid. It's, I mean, or, or is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know? I know, the studies that they did were also mostly on women, not only by like the companies that create them, but also on women that right. for two years. And I, like you, I didn't feel anything for two years until after I had them. Um, and it didn't get really right to the end. And I had mine for 14 years or 13 years. Wow. What are the yeah. tests from the women in two years? Right. Exactly. Cause it don't, they take, they take time to actually like break down in your body because they are permeable because mm -hmm. you've seen the ones that come out that haven't ruptured, they're discolored. So, I mean, how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Amazing. With you. Yeah. And so, you know, what has your life looked like since the actual explant happened? 
Um, my, my main focus has been to get my health back and I've been kind of like going at my own pace with doing that. Um, getting back into fitness. Um, like I said, I can lift weights again and it's really nice. I'm doing better than I had, uh, physically in over a year. So I'm still working on, you know, the depression, the anxiety and all the mental stuff, which, you know, I don't think really has a whole lot to do with the whole breast implant illness. However, I feel like the depression and anxiety was worsened by it. Um, but the fact that my energy has increased, I think that that's helped with my mood a ton, but I'm able, like I said, I'm able to pick up my 50 pound, you know, five-year-old and hold him and dance with him and my daughter. And, you know, my husband and I were working on our marriage just getting so much better and more intimate. I mean, it's just, it's, it's great. I mean, it really truly is. And even, you know, I've heard that some people are like, Oh, well, it must be a placebo effect. Well, even if it is hell, like it was worth it. (laughs) You know, if that's, that's, that's really the case. So, um, even if I, if I had any doubts before the surgery, I definitely do not have them now. So life is good. Yeah. You look like you're killing it online. Like it just like you can see like your brightness come through and not only like your skin and your eyes, but your personality. Like it just seems like you're back. Thank you. I I feel back because for the longest time I just, you know, I didn't even, I couldn't even like formulate captions. My, my, my brain fog was so bad. I I was like, Oh my God, what do I write? Like I, I remember like struggling to send text messages to my husband one day. I couldn't even make out certain words. I was like, who am I becoming? Like, what is going on? And since explant, um, well, before the explant, my weight was climbing and I felt literally like a bloated whale. No matter what I did, I couldn't drop the weight. And it was very frustrating. I remember I did a, a three-day juice cleanse about a week. Let's see, it was between, let's see, it was the week that I was home from Hawaii because I wanted to kind of like reset, whatever, before the surgery. And I did the three-day juice cleanse and I did not drop a pound. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And after surgery, I've dropped 10 pounds. And it, even in the first four weeks, I dropped six pounds with, of course, the implants probably two pounds. But it was just amazing how all the inflammation and the weight just kind of fell off. So, yeah, I feel like my hormones are happier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. What an incredible transformation. And, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Like I said, it's, it's just amazing to see somebody with such an influence, making such an amazing impact with something like this. And especially mm-hmm. as an influencer and, uh, thank yeah, you. So thank you so much. You, Thank you. And and it's great because I'm not the only one. There's many others that are starting to follow suit. I don't know if you saw uh, Adrienne Curry. No. She was she was the first America's Next Top Model. She's actually announcing that she's going to Dr. Chen for her explant. So, of wow. course, in the news with Yolanda Hadid and, you know, Michelle, Michelle Visage. Is that who you said? She know. just had her. I know she's Yolanda. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's many names that are starting to do it. So it's really good to uh, have that publicity out there for a good cause. So. Well, it's kind of crazy how it was literally, when did I first tag you in that article? Uh, in beginning of April, right when we moved in here. So mm-hmm. I just happened to see something online about breast implant illness. And I asked, she was going through mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I was actually nervous to tag her because I didn't want to offend her. And, right. her. and then she just kind of ran with it. And now that it's insane how much has come out in the last six months, it's just yes. unbelievable yes. that I've never heard anything to like, it's all I hear about. And I'm so grateful because 
I was going to get implants. I had wanted them my whole life. I'm very flat chested. And I was like, I'm so going to get them. And not only do now I don't want them, but now it's like taught me so much self-acceptance and self-love and and I don't need those. And it's just completely shifted the way that I think about procedures. And it's amazing to watch this just grow and to blow up and to take off and especially with the following that you have, the amount of people that have gotten the explants or are now like me that are like, nope, not doing that. We're really seeing a change in the world right now for women. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's profound. It's definitely a movement. It's definitely like a movement. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I absolutely agree. (laughs) It's nice to be there. Like I, I can't get the last seven years of my life back, but I can move forward the best way that I can. And help others not make the same decision that I did, or if they're, you know, they did and they're suffering, at least they don't have to go from blood test to blood test to doctor to doctor to figure out what the hell is going on because I can just tell them what's going on (laughs) and they can listen to my story and others and, you know, not be blind. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I want so many people to know about it is because imagine if Mm -hmm. you had known this stuff before you got your implants, you would definitely, Oh no. They didn't tell us these kind of things when we went and signed off. No. They had was anesthesia. And it was like, I felt like I was signing off on is that anesthesia could basically take me out. And then that was all, there was nothing about the implants or even what your breasts will look like after you get an explant. Like there's, do you want breast implants for the rest of your life? Like, are you, are you going to anticipate that you're going to change them every seven to 10 years? Like the FDA recommends. Like none of these things were discussed and that's why I'm so hell bent on like bringing this stuff out there is that so women know before, cause there's still going to be women that go and do it, but if they are probably educated yeah. and then they make those educated decisions and that they're hyper aware, if there's any changes with their body that they know what to think mm-hmm. about and what to consider. Absolutely. And one thing that I want to add is that a lot of women, well, a lot of people were very anxious to see what I looked like after I took them out. Um, whenever I went to my, the doctor who put them in, he told me that I would be deformed or disproportionate. And, you know, of course that's not what anyone wants to hear, but, um, you know, I see myself now and I'm just like, what, what, like, were you just trying to talk me out of this? Like, there's no way in hell, unless you have a, a, a surgeon who did a, a botched job on your explant, that you're going to look bad. I mean, you're just going to look natural. So natural, you know, was it tear shape? Is it teardrop? Yeah. Shape. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fine. So they're not supposed to look like bubbles anyway. <laughs> so yes, I love that you said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they look like bubbles. Yeah. When I look back on some of my older photos, I'm like, whoa, that's not very flattering. I thought I was like some hot shit. And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I ever, you know, I feel like I went too big and they just, I don't know, like <laughs> maybe it's the older, like mother me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't regret it though, because, you know, if I've changed someone's life and helped them, then cool. It was worth it going through it all. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My um, husband says, uh, regrets, not let, all right. Re- my husband says, uh, regrets, no regrets, just lessons learned. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And even just like the, going through those health things and giving you more of an appreciation for what right are going through when it comes to either weight Mm -hmm. or it comes to skin problems or energy you have more of a way to relate to people now and like other people that are following you and struggling right so breast implants are not like just suffering through something absolutely and I had someone actually comment and say they had to unfollow me like a year ago or whatever because I had implants and I and it was I was very unrealistic to them so like I said most of the um the feedback has been good but I have had a few people who told me that I was making them feel bad 
about their breast implants. And, and that's never the case. I'm not anti-plastic surgery. I'm pro-education. So, Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. We appreciate it. And it's been an honor to talk to somebody that we've been following. So it's so cool to actually see you. Thank you for not canceling. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, of course. Yeah. No, we can't wait to get, we can't wait to get this message out there. We're actually going to be doing it um, alongside another person who did a podcast with us about breast implant illness. Cause right now there's a going around in Canada um, to have Health Canada evaluate these more and properly educate women before they get their implants done. So we're going to kind of do it oh, as wow. for everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We need something like that in the U.S. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So I guess one more question to yeah. finish off the, pa- the podcast. Okay. What makes you feel badass? What makes me feel badass? Being a fit mommy. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Our can relate. We have a lot of mamas that are, that are part of our tribe, so they'll yeah. appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to, to make today a badass. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Badass Podcast. If you could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, we would be so grateful because you have no idea how much that helps us grow our podcast. Yeah. And as an incentive and a little bonus, we're going to be doing a monthly giveaway and it's going to be kind of a mix of everything that we have to offer. So one month it could be Royally Fit Online joining our community. It could be from the Badass Boutique or maybe even just some like free recipes and like a coaching call or something with us. We will figure it out month by month as we go. So yeah, please go over iTunes podcast app, leave us a five-star review. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Spare Room Studios.